Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. As promised, in our Moon Lounge studio. First of all, Heidi, welcome to the Moon Lounge. What do you, <laughs> Thank you. What do you think? What do you think of the decor it's, behind it's, me? It's interesting. <laughs> it's a little eclectic. A little, yeah. It's a little bit crazy. But anyways, Heidi owns Curiosity, which is in Upper North Mankato here in Southern Minnesota. And actually, you were close. You are close to where we used to work up there in Upper North Mankato at Alpha Media. So. But uh, it was one of the places I would stop occasionally when I started to get curious about plant-based foods. I would stop and I would grab a sandwich. And I had uh, a chicken sandwich. It was actually made out of jackfruit, I believe, right? Yep. And uh, that's that's how my interest started. And as we have began our, our health and wellness journey, I would say, over the past year, a little over that, maybe. It was yeah, about, a little about, over about 13, 14 months now. Uh we run into a lot of people that have a lot of questions about how do you attack a vegan diet? Now, not everybody is 100% vegan. We talked about that. But a lot of people are interested in plant-based foods. But I have to ask you, right out of the gate, how did what made you decide to go 100% vegan? Because that was like you started that this year, right? Right. January yeah. 1st, I decided that's what I was going to do. And I had been meat-free for eight and a half years at oh, that wow. point. Uh, and that's kind of started a lot of different things, kind of initiated that. For me, um, it was the hypocrisy of eating something that I would never have grown and you know produced myself. So that, and then just uh, the environmental side of it, and uh, also then health-wise for me. So it was kind of this trifecta of things for me getting me to that point um, of saying, you know what, I just, and it didn't make me feel good. I would right. realize after, I didn't, wasn't eating a lot of meat, so I really noticed when I had, you know, pork or beef, um, not so much the chicken and the fish, but the pork and the beef were heavier, greasier sure. maybe, prepared a little differently. But I would just feel lethargic, um, wanting to take a nap, you know, instead mm -hmm. of getting right. things done. And just I felt like it stayed with me for, you know, a while that I had this heaviness. And so, you know, as I was kind of weaning myself off what you'd call the red meat, um, going more chicken and fish, but maybe even only a couple times a week, I thought, why am I even bothering at all? You right. know, let's just go for something else. When and, did you start, like, gradually distancing yourself from some of the red meat, pork, things so like that? So that would have been, you know, nine... 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So. Did you notice an immediate difference? Um, I start, I noticed I was starting to feel like I had more energy. Mm -hmm. I had less lethargy, you know, kind sure. of feel lethargic feelings when I didn't eat meat. Um, but I didn't exactly know 10 years ago in Southern Minnesota, like what should I be substituting? You can't just go get a garden salad, you know, and right. make right. it through the day. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Um, so you ha I had to kind of start figuring out, okay, like maybe I'm going to eat some more peanut butter, you know, just I started grasping at things sure. you know, that made me feel better or um, to kind of fill that in. And so now that you've been meat free for this long, what kinds of things are you finding to be uh, your go-tos for 
for protein? Because that seems to be people's biggest question is if I'm not eating meat, where's my protein going to come from? <laughs> well, so there's so many things that have protein that aren't meat. And I, and I so like everything, I, I'm kind of eclectic and everything, and I don't like to do the same thing all the time. So um, I like to vary my food. Mm-hmm. And all over, the, all over the world, there's wonderful foods that probably never had meat in them to begin with, you know, that were in other cultures. So, you know, Indian food and, you know, Southeast Asia, they eat a lot of, you know, chickpeas, they eat um, uh, legumes, they eat beans and, and things all mixed together with that. So, you know, you wouldn't eat meat without seasoning it. You're not going to eat non-meat without wonderful seasonings and flavors. And so just kind of looking at all these things from all over the world. And because I have the tea business, I already have tea from all over the world. So it was kind of neat, like, oh, like right now, actually at the shop, we have a spinach lentil soup. That's high in protein in a soup without any meat in mm-hmm. it. It's got like 10 ingredients. Um, so much of it seems to just be, we're looking at it through such a small lens of protein is meat and I, I don't know where else to get it. But when you, when you start to educate yourself, you do find protein in a lot of places. Oh yeah. And even, um, you know, just, you can do a quick search, you know, you have the internet, so you can do a quick search where can I, you know, what kinds of foods have protein and then you throw those things together and all of a sudden you have a pretty high protein meal with no meat. Yeah. Um, and they're fairly easy to make. And like I said, you can look at all the things from all over the world, you know, a lot of spice from India and look at all the things, you know, um, with the Southeast Asia and Asian foods, you know, have wonderful seasonings and flavorings. I, think, you, uh, I was going to say the biggest barrier, I think, that, that people face is initially if they were going to try something that was plant-based, let's say just make a, a whole meal, Right. They wouldn't even know where to begin because that's not the culture that we live in. Right. Oh, I grew up meat and potatoes. Yeah. I mean, that was what we had all the, you know, right. almost every meal. Um, so, yeah, you have to get a little creative. And I would say even in Mankato here, when I started this, you know, no meat thing, I was kind of struggling. The grocery stores didn't have a lot of variety of things. We didn't even have stuff from all over the world mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And that's changed hugely you know, as grocery yeah. stores are, are putting more things in because we have people from other places yeah. asking for them. Right. And I think they're easier to get. I think the, you know, movement of food around the globe and, and what we can even produce here has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the egg replacement things that I get is a company in Minnesota and all the soybeans are grown right here in Minnesota. You know, so they're not shipping it across the country or from other places in the world. It's right here in Minnesota. Was that the egg product that you fed yeah, me? Yeah, Acre Made. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. And yeah. what's what's the, the nutritional content on that look like? You know, I suppose with soy, there's protein in it, right? Yeah, there's some protein. And I'd have to look at what all is in it. I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Because you could have fooled me yeah. with that sandwich. It was, and even the cheese was vegan, right? Yep. Yeah, which was incredible. And, and a lot of vegan cheeses don't have protein. So that's one thing. If you're throwing a vegan sure. cheese on, it's really for the texture and things. A lot of them don't have a lot of nutritional value. I think that'll change over time. I think companies will get more creative as they're, you know, making things or, and you can make it at home too. Like you can make cheese out of cashews and almonds and. Interesting. But the one I had, because we're trying to go for an allergen free kind of thing for people, the one that we carry for cheese is actually a potato based cheese. There's not a lot of nutrition in it, but it mimics 
you know, the texture of but cheese. You were telling me that they've come a long way because you've, oh, yeah. you even make like lasagna and stuff oh, yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. And I couldn't, like, I wouldn't be able to make lasagna for the shop, like the little 10 ounce cheese bags. So, yeah, there's actually restaurant supply places that carry five pound vegan cheese bags. So I can do things bigger, you know. When did you open Curiosity House? So it'll be four years, February 1st. Let's talk about how Up you've here, seen yeah. things change as far as like with the larger quantities available in vegan options. Oh, yeah. Even the restaurant. So the restaurant supply places, there's a couple in Minnesota here. Um, and then I can order, you know, online and have stuff ship. But even two years ago, yeah. I did not see the quantities like I can get case of vegan bagels and I can get a case of the just egg patties and um, but yeah you search vegan now it's in the hundreds where I would even say two years ago I'd maybe find you know half a dozen things mm-hmm. you know dozen to half dozen so interest is definitely growing right and that's, that's cool great well yeah. and even um, just in the number of restaurants mm-hmm. the Twin Cities I think had what four or five maybe a half a dozen years ago and now there's they're all over yeah. Yeah. And we noticed, Jess and I have noticed that when we dine up there, most restaurant menus have a section dedicated to vegan dishes. We don't see a lot of that down here yet. Right. But up there, it's becoming a thing. And even um, it used to be that there'd be a vegetarian, like sure. that was pretty popular vegetarian, where now they have to designate this as vegetarian, this is vegan, yep. um, because there's so many people looking for that. And maybe just if people that are listening aren't familiar, kind of the differentiators between vegetarianism, veganism, and just some of the the things that make them different. So um, vegan is no faces. (laughs) It's really easy. Right, literally. (laughs) If the thing has a face, it's probably not vegan. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) um, vegetarian, you've got um, dairy and eggs. Sure. And then there's pescatarian, which also includes dairy, eggs, and fish. And some people switch it up. You know, they maybe eat vegan. Mm -hmm. You know, Meatless Monday was kind of a thing to, you know, lower your footprint. Um, So Meatless Monday, you'd eat vegan. You wouldn't eat any plant or any animal, be all plant. There's an animal walking up. It's so cute. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's walking right up here. (laughs) You can cut that out right there. There are pets. (laughs) We do have an abundance of wildlife. I think yesterday there was like this. 11 of them out there. <laughs> this gorgeous deer just walked right up. <laughs> He's listening to it or she is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, some people kind of, and that's how I started. So, okay, I'm going to eat, I'm only eating meat maybe three days a week now. And then, okay, what else, you know, am I going to cut out? I've found, like, I tend to be all or nothing. And so with the plant-based eating, I've really had to give myself a lot of grace and not like stand up on a mountain and scream, I'm vegan yeah. because I'm not there yet. I mean, there there are still, I still eat cheese. There's, I still eat eggs. So I'm very interested in kind of heading that way. But just like you said, slowly, like no more red meat. And I, I don't think we've had red meat in I haven't six had, months yeah, or something. I, I haven't had any in a while. And not to say, again, people, for a guy... My age in this neck of the woods, when I start talking about, I'm not kidding. First of all, when I tell people I don't drink, they look at me like I have three heads. And then I tell them I haven't eaten any red meat or pork in about a year either. You know, just trying to, because I'm just experimenting and trying because it all started because I had 
a vegan stir fry at Crave at Galleria in Edina. Yep. And I had it for lunch. And it was right around noon, one o'clock. And we were busy shopping and it was going to be a busy day. And I was like, is this going to hang with me? Am I going to have enough energy? I, bet I, said, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to be hungry in an hour or two anyways. I'm not kidding. I, I went the whole day, mm-hmm. right? And I got home that evening and I was still satisfied. Yeah. And, I, and I was never tired. And I thought, man, I wonder if, that, I wonder if there's something with that. So I started to investigate and you know, you read and you dig enough and you start to figure things out. And it it it's a game changer. There's no doubt about it. Again, in the culture, especially here regionally, to try to tell people to give that a try, it can be difficult, right? You're like, I don't drink. Yeah. I'm I like, don't eat red meat. I'm like, I'm Come giving on. up coffee. People I'm like, are like, what are you doing? <laughs> But I mean, I'm not, li- I mean, I not to just, uh, again, make people think that I've just completely overnight, right, changed. Right. But I wa- when I started exercising, I found that eliminating certain things out of my diet helped with my energy level. That's what it came down to. Yep. And I know somebody, uh, we have a good friend that uh, works out consistently. Her life is based around it. And she's a vegan. And has and, been for years. And she, and she tells me the same thing. She's yep. like, you know what? Most people just don't understand it because of the way they were raised and they don't even, they just don't, they're not used to it. But the more you acclimate and you get adjusted to that lifestyle, it'll just become second nature like what you do now. Yep. Heidi, can you talk about tofu, Heidi? Yes. (laughs) I told told Heidi when I was talking with her last week, I said, we've tried it a couple of times, press the moisture out, do all, and we we can't get it. Well, and you can do so many things with, but there's multiple kinds of tofu. So there's, you know, soft, kind of in between mm-hmm. firm, and then there's extra firm. And you kind of use them for different things. Okay. This so is that helpful. helps a little bit. <laughs> um, one of the first ones I had was soft tofu, and you can blend it up and make pudding with it. Mm. So if you want to make like a chocolate mousse, really cocoa powder yep. and some sweetener of some kind. And you blend that up really frothy, you know, kind of. And it's a wonderful chocolate mousse. That sounds delicious. I would delicious. have never guessed. No. <laughs> and it tastes? It tastes pretty good. Wow. And you, can put, you can do other flavors and things. Sure. But that one's really easy. Wow. And <laughs> okay, that's get- where I need to start is really easy. <laughs> So, because the, the the tofu that you bought, I think, is the extra firm. I did buy the extra firm, and I did press it for quite a while. But the we, second time, it was like probably close to an hour. What are we doing wrong to where we don't get that texture we do in a restaurant? I don't know if I'm cutting the cubes too big. I don't know. I don't know. And I think it, some of it can be so different oils will... Um, cook at higher or lower temperatures mm. too. So you could look at what cooking oil you're using. If you want to get that crispy, you know, yeah. outer texture and have it more like either a patty or, you know, a cube that mm-hmm. has that kind of, so um, what you're, you can look at a higher cooking oil to cook it maybe faster mm. um, to get that kind of coating on it. I don't know. I'm really a, um, uh, how I feel cook. I'm right. really bad. I was doing a recipe yesterday. I'm like, oh, I'm so bad at this. I didn't write anything down. I'm intuitive. <laughs> I'm like, it needs a little of this and a little of that. And I get done like, okay, am I going to replicate that? I don't know. That's how he cooks too. Yeah, and I'm like, I've got my phone open and I've got measuring cups. I'm like, I'm not going to screw this up. And inevitably I do every time. <laughs> Maybe I need to throw the recipe out and just but I think well and even with your tofu so you want to let it cook enough you know before Mm -hmm. you flip it or turn it and then get the other side but yeah I do it in patties 
yeah. you know, like a, almost like a burger, you know, like you where, where do you get- and then use um, wonderful things to marinate it. Like what would taste good with that? There's wonderful different. If you go in a Asian market, you can see all these different seasonings and not all of them are vegan, but you can right. read. Um, but there's a wonderful um, soy sauce that I love to marinate in and then make that with. But salad dressings, a lot of those make great marinades. Oh. Um, and then you can also do it like eggs. So you can right. whisk it up and uh, the soft, I usually use the soft mm-hmm. for that. And you can whisk that up if you want it to look a little yellow, throw a little turmeric in and make See, it like you know all these in. secrets that I don't, yeah, I, I, I have <laughs> no idea, but it's things that you can eventually learn. And then right? my lasagna, I used to make it, you know, pre, um, when I was still eating meat with cottage cheese. So now I use my tofu and I scramble okay. that up and I put that in the layers yes. um, with the cheese. Oh, that sounds delicious. What, yeah, throw some zucchini in there. And you what tofu nice are you using to mimic ground meat? Um, I usually use the in-between okay. one. So the one in the middle. And you just break it up? Yep, break it up just so it's... Crumbly. Yeah, so it looks crumbly and then throw seasonings in that. You can make a taco meat with it. You can make a ground mm-hmm. beef kind right. of thing with it. Right. So you've been doing actually dinners at Curiosity yeah. House, right? What what's next up on the menu? Do you is it once a month? Yeah. Okay. Um. So for uh, this month we did um, Swedish meatballs. Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess and, and the dinners are vegan. I don't. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. I said yes. that. But yeah, the dinners yeah. are all all vegan. And then this next month we're going to get porterhouse steak again from that, the herbivorous butcher. Yeah. See that blows my mind. I'm like, how do you do a porterhouse steak vegan? What is that? What 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 is What's so it most of? of their stuff is vital wheat gluten. So it's for people that need gluten free. That's not their product, um, but their pastrami and their hams. The texture will mimic like a deli meat, and then they put all the wonderful seasonings in that you would put in whatever that would be mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, their porterhouse steak. Um, they put it. They pre sear it, so it comes with little grill marks on it, and then you know we we cook it up again on some cast iron and serve it with some au jus and oh. baked potato and I, I I'm dying to I can't I just <laughs> we have to go I know I can't have to. wrap my head around how you can even come close to that but I shouldn't because the pastrami that you have is dynamite and that's the same the same people yeah right? yeah yeah brother sister team out of the Twin Cities we actually did grilled cheese and pastrami for the kids the other night with the herbivorous butcher pastrami they, they didn't know. Him. They didn't like, know. They, so they, they still don't know. No, they had no idea. <laughs> it's funny how you can slip th- that stuff in there, and they don't. They have not. They don't have a clue. They think. But it's I just know tasty. if we would have told them. Yeah. Right. Especially. Yeah. They would have been all freaked out. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think that that's. It's not like you're t- really. We're trying to trick people. It's just if somebody knows ahead of time, they have a preconceived idea of what it's going to taste like or what it's going to be. And so if they just try it, yes, there's or they, the chance you, they might like it. People think it's going to be weird or yeah. taste funny. And so well, and it having can an open be mind if they've is, never really had more than just, you know. Right. It'll be different. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you have to just be open a little bit. Yes. Is, uh, just out of curiosity, is your fiance, Joel, is he, is he vegan? He's not, but he'll eat vegan with me. He he's will. learned so, that there's sure. a lot of very good food. See, he's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So okay, yeah, that, so and before, you know, we'd go out, vegetarian is much easier to find in Southern Minnesota because sure. we use a lot of cheese. <laughs> yes, right. we do. And butter. And a lot of food. Yeah. And butter. And yeah. cream of. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Seriously. Um, but there's some places that will switch it out. 
you know, with a coconut milk or some other mm-hmm. kind of milks and things. So you just ask. There's a lot of good chefs that if you say, hey, can you do anything vegan? And they'll whip something up for mm-hmm. you with some good veggies and, you know, something with beans maybe. But Just out of curiosity, um, where locally do you shop? What, find the best selection of product that you're looking for. Um, so I kind of have to hit different places. I okay. can't just go to one. So right. I probably at some point, you know, in the month I've hit every grocery store mm. in town to get sure. the things that I need. I do order some things and then I can now get some things from, I go to, I was just at an Indian market up in the Twin Cities, Asian markets. Um, so I kind of make a once a month trip and go and pick up different things that I can't get here. Um, and then the restaurant depot is a good place for restaurant. You know, but anybody can go into the one in Brooklyn Center. Right. Um, you don't have to have a pass or oh, cool. claim anything right. um, to go to that one. And they have some things there. Now, if you were to go into an Indian or, or Asian market, see, you know what you're looking for. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I remember when I worked, you know, years ago down at university in St. Paul, when I got out of the service and I was going to college, there were some fantastic Asian markets down there because of the Hmong community. Right. And they had and the food was just dynamite down there all the time. But I never went in because I didn't know what I was looking for, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the, the intimidating part for a lot of people. Do we even have markets like that locally? I don't think so. I don't I know if we have any. I believe there's a Somali market in Old Town. Okay. Or there was at one time. I don't right. know if it's still there, but I don't think we have so an Asian market. It's the, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and in the suburbs, the best part. Yeah, best yeah there's to... two of them right in Savage. Oh, right sure. Near, so, you know, right oh, wow. So that's 50 minutes, right? Yeah. And then there's some scattered around. Wow. Right there. Awesome. Yeah, so it's not, you know, too far away. And then I go, because I have to go to Winona, I go through Rochester, and there's a couple there, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's is actually great. And you can do a search, vegan at Trader Joe's, and you can find some great things. Jackfruit is one thing that they carry there and was the first place that I had grabbed it from. And then I was getting it by the caseload from one of the Asian markets because <laughs> we go through so much of it. Well, I saw one at a grocery store one time, an actual jackfruit. Yeah. It was like, it was it looked like a medicine ball at the gym. It was huge. Yeah. And we don't buy that. I don't know enough about that to know if it's, I need the young green jackfruit. So it really doesn't have any flavor. So you can season it however mm-hmm. you want. If it gets too ripe, then it would be really like fruit. And so oh, sure. we want right. to mimic chicken or pork or tuna. I think, right. does Hy-Vee sell frozen jackfruit? I, I don't know. I think at one time in the health market, you could get frozen jackfruit that, for flavoring and using yeah. as a, a meat substitute. Right. Wow. Because I've always wondered, where do. where do you even find that? Like the stuff that you made, uh, your, your chicken sandwiches up there. That, that mimic chicken salad, yeah. right? What do you what do you season that with? Um, so the same things you'd kind of season chicken with. Really, I've got a whole list. Um, you know, there's I think we've got eight or nine different seasonings. Sure. you know that we put in it, and then if wow. we do tuna, then a lot of times I'll actually add some seaweed, which also adds more nutritional mm-hmm. value. Um, you know, and give it kind of this tangy tartness. Ooh. And then you can do barbecue, like barbecue pork or barbecue chicken, and add all your spicy barbecue sauces to it. And people ask you, I know you get this question all the time, if you don't want to eat meat, why are you always trying to come up with something that mimics it then, right? What's your response to them? So it's what people would be used to. Right. You know, you're going to eat something that 
tastes like something or reminds you of something. Right. Um, and why did people eat it to begin with? Well, they like the texture or the flavors, you know, what sure. it's cooked with. You know, besides, I'm, I'm sure, you know, people weren't weren't aware of how much protein they were getting from stuff, you know, hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, it was just, oh, we can cook this up or season this and it's good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just kind of get you along. Uh, it, it is interesting. And also there's the the environmental impact, right? Oh, yeah. The but, amount of water. I mean, that's one statistic. You know, how many billions of gallons of water go into animal agriculture production. It's incredible. Yeah. We just saw we just saw that this past weekend. Yeah, we've been we've, we've been, been on a on deep a dive. Documentary deep dive. Um but there's there's a lot of really good content out there that shines a light on that and right. um I I grew up on an agriculture and animal farm and so it's it's uh eye-opening when you start to understand kind of everything, all the impacts that it has. Um, it's, is it it's a great car. blue world. I'm trying to remember what the it's, one, it's yeah, the one with big blue world maybe is one of them that talks about water specifically. Yeah. Yep, we did watch that one. Matt Damon narrates that. Yep, yeah. We watched, um, cowspiracy. There's, yeah, there's a that bunch of them. Good. Some of them, some of them, when they get into the slaughterhouses and stuff, it's too much for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I understand that. I don't want to watch an hour of it. Right. Right. But it's, I think it's reached. Not even the apex yet, because they're still clearing forests down in South America, mm-hmm. right? As they wipe out the the Amazon rainforest. But it's it's today. There's a lot of people that just have no idea what's actually happening and what goes into mm-hmm. getting a simple hamburger. It's insane. Yeah, right? water and waste are the two. Oh my well, god! How much land we need to produce yeah. the same thing that could be growing plants that we could eat directly right. instead of having it pass through an animal first. Yeah. I think the most shocking thing was how much of the crops that are grown go to feed the an livestock animal. that yeah. we eat and then in turn eat. Right. That was a, a statistic that I've recently learned and I honestly had no idea. The soy products. Right. Yeah. Tons of it. And it's, I think the majority of it goes to biofuel and feeding livestock, mm-hmm. right? A small percentage is actually consumed. Yeah. Directly by people. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, yeah. right? It's, it's just, it's absolutely bonkers. So, well, it's interesting. And uh, you you actually, is everything at Curiosity now vegan? Our menu is entirely vegan. Right. I'm still working on trying to get a vegan honey and we still have some people that will ask for milk or cream because that's a thing with tea. Right. But we don't use it in anything. It's on the counter if people want it, and that's all. Right. I can't. So I'm get, yeah, working on that. <laughs> so vegan. So vegans, no, no, no honey. Right, because it comes through bees. the bees. Right. I'm, <laughs> so it's kind of a. I would say veganism too is do no harm. Right. You know, you're trying to do it the least amount of harm as possible mm-hmm. to the world right. around you. What is what about your children? Your daughter is she is she vegan? Um, my. Um, second oldest son is vegan entirely really? now, and he has been for almost a year. How he, he was pescatarian, and sure. then um, my daughter is vegetarian, partially vegan. You know, the great thing is we can eat at our shops. Right. So while we're at the shop, we have everything available right. to us. <laughs> right. And you know, not a lot of places to go otherwise. So, um, but yeah. So my daughter and then my other two kids will eat with us. You know, if they if we have something, they'll eat it. But they kind of do their own thing. So, do you, you, I'm sure you have a pretty loyal 
steady customer base, right? Yeah. Are you noticing any curiosity with people that are that, like looking for something new? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people will come in. they will say, we were told to come here because you have different things. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's the We honest. should try something different. <laughs> <laughs> and what's their, what, what seems to be the initial reaction? Really good. Good. Yeah, we have a lot of people that say, I would have had no idea that right. I would have loved that as much as I did. Yeah. I would have n- had no idea that was 100% vegan. It comes down to what we, we initially talked about. I just think most people aren't prepared to go out and put it together because that's not what we were taught, right? Well, and it's initially going to be more work. You it know, is You're going to have to read. Yeah, I read right. labels like crazy. And then I'm amazed at things that have dairy in them mm-hmm. that should have no business having any dairy or or animal product in them at all. Nuts. Right. I don't know why nuts would have milk, but you read an agreement <laughs> it'll say nuts, milk. Right. <laughs> or um, things that surprised me at first that I, you know, I felt really bad when I didn't realize most wine goes through a shellfish kind of a thing. And so wine, a lot of wines aren't vegan. Um, any juices that have vitamins added, the vitamins added are usually from an animal source. So even juice wouldn't be vegan. Like wow. what? Nuts juicing. I would have <laughs> I did never not guessed. Know that. Wine from grapes. Why would that not be vegan? Anyway, yeah. those were just things that really surprised me. And then one other one is white table sugar has is white because it has bone char in it from animals. So it's not even vegetarian because it has bone in it. So when you buy a bag <laughs> of sugar. We buy organic raw raw sugar. All our sugar is brown color. So that that's that's how they get sugar white. So it's got and you'll see if you buy a, a different bag that's not white, it'll say no bone char. You know, wow. I didn't Why know did that. Why they make it white? <laughs> yeah, I didn't so I had no purifying idea. Purifying things, you know, making that's this bone china actually has bone in it to get that beautiful white color. Really? I had no idea. So those were a couple initially like, whoa, okay, right. I have to read more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to learn more. So all of the sugar, like if you buy a bag of crystal sugar. And it sugar, just says sugar. Yeah. It's got bone char in it. If, if you look in the ingredients, is it actually listed there? No, which is really interesting. Really? We Weird. have to research yeah. stuff. Like what is all in this? And I think when even with a lot of the meat stuff, it doesn't tell you everything that was in that animal right how many you know injections of whatever how many Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't tell you any of that when you buy a pound of hamburger (laughs) we we live in a world now where if somebody's passing through the meat department and they see a package of chicken that says no antibiotics ever that they've hit they've hit the jackpot and it's like the healthiest thing on the planet that one simple (laughs) right that one simple stamp seems to do it for them Interesting. That's very. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's crazy. I'm sure it's in a lot of different products that we just had no idea. Yeah. Because we've we just become accustomed to it. Yeah. We right? just assume that it's good for us, or assume that it's yep. on the shelf. That's crazy. for us to consume. That's <laughs> and awesome. there are a lot of labels and marketing tactics oh, that yeah. would make you believe things are good, or you know, are deceptive in some way. So let me ask you this. If somebody is interested, perhaps, and they're, 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 this is not something that they've approached before, 
what would what would you suggest would be the best way to like kind of tip your do- uh, dip your toes in the water with a with a vegan diet? Maybe try it for a day. Different simple things to eat, or maybe go get the spices and go crazy. Um. Yeah, I think it depends on your level of comfort making your own food. Right, right. You know, you could you could go out, you know, and experience. That's a great. That a, that's a great suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like India Palace in Mankato here, and there's you know Indian places all over. You could just say, "What do you have on the menu that's either vegan or vegetarian, depending where you're starting?" And I think a and great, try it. Well, you know, well, try they, different things. Stop by your store. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> honestly. I mean, that's a great way, like that sandwich, that breakfast yeah, so sandwich we, that you have. We have a breakfast sandwich. We have, um, we always have a herbivorous butcher deli meat sandwich, a jackfruit sandwich, chickpea, and then a lentil sandwich, our mm. usual. And then we mix them up, you know, so we have sun-dried tomato right now, but we'll have a tahini lemon, you know, later. And our some, soups, we have like 50 different soups. Yeah, I had some lemon. Uh, it was Greek lemon. Greek lemon. That's a pretty simple one. But, it was delicious, yeah. But with Greek spices. Right, mm. yeah. That's fantastic. So, And then next week, we're going to have a Greek sandwich with some herbivorous butchers sliced chicken. Um On a flatbread with Yum. tzatziki sauce, you know, so... um yeah, just be, I think being open to experimenting, open to trying something new. Um, it takes a little while to change your taste buds to change sure. um, what you might like. I would um, I would tell people though that give it a try, and if you're going to do it, try it for a day or two and just see how you feel. Because I think that most people would be astounded how much their energy level would pick up if they're not digesting certain meat. Right? It's crazy. Because like you mentioned, if I eat a big, real steak, I want to lay down for about two hours. You just do. That's that's what it does to you, right? And I'm, I'm assuming your body's fighting to digest that, right? Well, and, uh, you know, the turkey was always like it would put you to sleep, you know, after a big turkey yeah. dinner. You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, I haven't had as big an issue with uh, with fish and poultry. It seems to be, that seems to work a They're little bit better for me. Yeah, somehow. not as heavy. But, well, or less I, gravies, I don't know. <laughs> that's it. You know, I, I think that's that's where it all stems from is most of the people, and I don't know if, if it's a regional thing, but it's, I grew up, and everybody I know, we all grew up with the same thing. It was beet and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know if it's a Midwest thing or what, but and the moment you suggest something else, they look at you like you're a little bit crazy initially. <laughs> but I think this younger generation the next generation is is more open to it. And I think they've been exposed to more things sure. globally. Yes. Yeah. So they're, you know, they'll go elite Mexican one day and, you know, Southeast Asian another day. And, you know, even in our school lunch menus have been exposed to more mm-hmm. things than, you know, we were when I grew right, up. Right, right, right. Well, we have to have you back sometimes to talk about tea. Because yeah. I, there's so much involved, right? Because I've wanted to, I think I have this, I think I've narrowed it down to some of the coffee that I've been drinking, right? First of all, I don't like caffeine. And I've always told myself, well, you can have a little bit in the mornings, right? You did cut back a lot. Yeah, I do about better. About a year ago. I do better without it. So I'm interested in the tea thing mm-hmm. and, and in all the benefits that are offered, right? Yeah. Because there's a ton of it. Yeah, and yeah, you, and we cook with tea too. So even the soup that we have right now, we have peppermint leaf in it. No way. Um, so there's a lot of fun things you can do. I would again seasonings and flavorings and. Mm-hmm. 
And not only that, but it's not the, the tea that we're talking about is not the little Lipton bags that you buy. No, <laughs> that's what most people's experience. Right. We'll have people come in and say, I don't like tea. Well, what have you had? Well, Lipton green or white or right. black tea. You know, that's about it. Or grocery right. store tea. And Where do you get all your tea leaves? Uh, so we get tea from all over the world Okay, um, from a few different vendors. We've got about seven or eight vendors right now um, globally because we can't grow the true tea here in Minnesota or in the Midwest even. Um, is that is that because of the climate? Obviously? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's too cold. So um, we need a, a subtropical mountainous is the best place mm. for tea to be grown. And it's all the same plant. So they've just done all kinds of different things with it to have different amounts of caffeine end up in your cup and different flavor profiles. And tea grown in India is going to be different from tea grown in China. Um, but yeah, I have some vendors that buy directly from the growers. So, right. um, supporting the local farms. That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we definitely could have a whole conversation about that because I think there's a lot of people that are interested in that as well. Which yeah. is also a lower environmental footprint than coffee. You can drink um, eight to 10 cups of tea for the same environmental pr- footprint from growing to consuming as one cup of coffee. Wow. Is that so that be- was also another, like, okay, if we're doing this, let's keep yep. doing, you know, keep looking at this. Like, what is our environmental footprint mm-hmm. of our, of what we're doing is that business? Be- is that because coffee has become so mainstream? <sighs> it's, I think it's the process of it. Really? So from growing it to getting it in your cup, the steps that need to happen to that are different from tea. Wow. And so um, the amount of water needed to make coffee is a lot greater. Right. Interesting. It is. That's very And that was just an aside thing, me just reading. Yep. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Right. I do a lot of reading. <laughs> right. I do too. <laughs> I'm like, I'll watch a documentary and then be like, I got to go to the library. Yeah. Right. I need to get a book about dirt now, now that, that I've watched. Right. Is that just this one <laughs> person's know. idea or is this a global <laughs> thing? No, I guess nope. it's a thing. Turns <laughs> out we really are ruining the topsoil and the whole globe. Yeah. <laughs> I read it in the library. <laughs> <laughs> 10 sources confirm yeah, right. what, I, what I heard. Right, That's right. totally what I do, too. Well, yeah, and I'm, soy. There's another weird yeah. one. Like, soy is going to be so bad for you. It's because it's got estrogen or something. It's a yeah, total myth. <laughs> so, but the thing is, people see something on the internet and they automatically take it as fact. Right. right. It's crazy. Or they see it on YouTube. Check your sources. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Did that person even take science? <laughs> right. Most, most people know, don't know that Wikipedia, anybody could edit yeah. that, right? Yeah. Which just, is crazy. That's bonkers. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely I want to write an encyclopedia. Right. <laughs> It's unbelievable. All right. Again, well, I encourage people locally, obviously, if you're from the Mankato, North Mankato area or around, uh, your spot, Curiosity in Upper North Mankato on Commerce Drive is a great spot if you're looking to try something because you've always got something. You you change it up on a daily basis. We do. We do. So, yeah, we we make something and then when we're out of it, then we make something different. So we have a small menu, but it's constantly Mm -hmm. changing, which some people don't like. They want the same thing all the time. (laughs) Right. Um. But yeah, because we have a small menu and we do like we just finished some squash that I got locally. Right. Um, we do try to source local if we can. Obviously, sure. tea is from all over the world. I can't source that here. But again, buying from growers who have small farms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're supporting them globally. Um, and then some of the strange stuff we get from all over the world. Right. Right. Um, to get people to try something different. Right. Mm-hmm. What are your hours up there? 
Right now we're open, Tuesdays are late night. We're open 10 to 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to 4. And then we do some special things, you know, other days. And I saw there was a Valentine's. Yes, that's at our Winona shop. So yeah, we're, um, yeah, and we've got different hours in Winona. um, But yeah, we're going to do an, an, well, we do entirely vegan afternoon teas, and we're going to do a Valentine one over there. In Mankato, we're going to do the steak dinner. So that'll be the same week of Valentine, but. A great, by the way, you got to tell people where they can find your blog because you've been, you know, you've been doing a good job <laughs> yeah, blogging. Been, right. I've been blogging about this. Okay, I'm 59 and I'm going meat free, <laughs> vegan, totally everything right now. And just to see, because I was curious too, like, okay, if it's going to force me to check in with myself, like, mm-hmm. how am I feeling? And I would say right. cutting out the dairy, one thing I've noticed, you know, I did a 14 hour day on my feet on Friday night. And usually I would feel like some joint pain and I really didn't. And I was really amazed by that. And you attribute that to maybe eliminating dairy? No dairy. It's kind of been known to show maybe, Mm -hmm. especially in women as they're getting older, some um, inflammatory things or even younger women, you know, as their monthly cycle comes through that it can kind of eliminate dairy can kind of calm that stuff down. So uh, we'll see. I'm, you know, a few weeks in now and it's amazing how you can heal your body with diet. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And there's some documentaries about that too. Um, yeah. I, I think Forks Over Knives is one about, you know, looking at changing your diet to be more healthy. Right. Well, I, the funny thing is, I, real quick before we wrap up here, <laughs> I had a, uh, I, I did, I, I started digging around because I had some joint and, and I, what I thought was joint pain and I had some soreness issues when I started about a year ago like a legit workout program. And then I started reading that you can, you can eat anti-inflammatory foods and, and avoid, especially sugar just kills yeah. you. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you do that and you would, I'm not lying. It works better than Advil. I'm not kidding. I don't know what it, what, what the science is behind it, but it works. And that's crazy. Like, especially like the leafy greens and stuff like that. That's all where you'll find those anti-inflammatory properties. Right. And then well, and it, fresh, it, you know, Kind of try to not use stuff that's, you know, in a can, you know. As Don't get fresh me going stuff. on processed go the, food. <laughs> yeah, go to the grocery store right. and get some good fresh stuff. Go more often and get the fresh stuff. Yes. Yeah. Get your food. Most of it. Yeah, you know, get, there's some right. stuff that's equally as good frozen or I know, would whatever. say, but consume as many whole foods yeah. as you can versus don't try to get it in a protein shake. You know, I think that, that just, to me, doesn't work. Well, you don't feel as well anyways. So anyways, curiosity, and they can find your blog. Where do they find your blog? We didn't get that. I have it linked off of our page. Okay. So. And by the way, it's to spell that so people don't get confused. <laughs> Curious, and then it's just dash T, right? So, yeah. Curious hyphen T-E-A-H-O-U-S-E. Yeah. So odd spelling of curious. It was play on words. Curi- are you curious? Get right. curious. House. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's perfect. And you'll find him. You do a good job with social media as well. And of course, that will direct you to her, uh, to her blog as well. Well, thanks for stopping this by. We fun. appreciate it. <laughs> you can stop by. We'll have to have the chat about tea sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you.